peace, infinite waters. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to steal. <laughs> I'm not going to steal his, his tagline. That's my guy. Um, Listen, guys. I think that self-care is really important. We have to maintain our health and well-being from a mental, emotional, and most importantly, from a spiritual standpoint. However, sometimes you got to let it bubble up. You got to let it bubble up. Because if you don't, you're going to slide right back into that comfortable position where in which you reflect on how things are not so bad. It's bad, but it's not so bad. It's not bad enough for me to do anything about it because I feel okay right now. And in this moment, when the hot is getting hotter and the heat is rising, I think it's very important for us to be intentional about how we transmute that energy. Now, granted, I'm not, I'm not saying we should be here destroying ourselves. If you feel all types of ways of like physical illness from the things that you are witnessing and viewing online, by all means, take a beat, log off. Take a nap, decompress, watch something funny, and return. But what I'm saying is, we cannot allow this moment to pass us by. As you can see from the footage across America, people are taken to the streets. Change is a result of action. Change does not just come by us hoping and praying and wishing and dreaming. We actually have to take action action. Now we might be in disagreement about which action to take. And that is a problem. We do have to become on one accord. But don't knock people who are doing what they see is best until you come up with a better solution, until you present a solution. You're going to hear some hammering in the background because all of a sudden somebody's decided to do construction. In any event, I think that the energy we feel and that kind of volcanic eruption that is pending or not even pending is taking place. We need to fuel that in a way and allow it to guide us in the direction that we can't return to where we are and where we've been. A lot of times we'll step away and we'll reflect and we'll think, yeah, okay, it's bad, but it's not that bad. I don't want us to get to that place. I want us to keep remembering and keep it in the forefront of our minds that it's bad and that we can't keep going back to where we were. We can't. This is an unending cycle. It's going to keep repeating as it has been ever since Columbus and all his bitch-ass friends landed on Plymouth Rock. And Plymouth Rock landed on us, in in the words of the late, great Malcolm X. It's been an ongoing cycle. You know, the only people that have successfully been able to rise up and say, nah, we ain't doing that. Sa passe is our Haitian brothers and sisters. 
they're the only ones that really said, nah, we're, we're not, we're not doing this. Okay. And they work together cohesively as one unit. They led battles and rebellions. They had badass motherfuckers who was ready to die to be free. And we kind of have to, we have to decide if we want to be comfortable or if we want to be free. If we want to, you know, focus so much on self-care that we forget the care of the entirety of our people. We, we you know, it needs to be a balance. Now, again, don't mis, don't misinterpret my words. Don't think that I'm saying you shouldn't take care of your emotional well-being during this time because you should. But don't forget that your anger is your fuel. Look at it this way. Sometimes you're in a relationship. You're with a person. You like them. You have good times together. But every, every once in a while, they do some fuck shit. Every once in a while, they do something that makes you look at them sideways like, mm, I don't know about you. But then the next day, they come over kissing you, hugging you. The sex is great. You forget. Like, you know, they're not that bad. Things are pretty good, you know. I got money in my pocket. If this is a part, if this is somebody that gives you money or, or the sex is great. If this is a person, like, like, let's compare it to the government. So you got your paycheck this week or you got your unemployment or you got your stimulus check. So you feel in a little bit better. Or uh, let's say you got a bonus at your job. Or you were able to put down a deposit on a lease for a building for a business. These are these are like little relationship perks. This is our relationship with America. It's like we're in a relationship that's abusive. It is abusive. But because homie brought home a, some flowers or gave you a few dollars, you forget that it's an abusive relationship. That's exactly the relationship between America as an institution and black people. That's the relationship. It's one of, of abuse. And you only find yourself in a position of power when you decide no more. I know it's hard to get to that point. Even if we're going to talk about actual abusive relationships, when you're in one, it's hard for you to decide that you're ready to go. Because you have an emotional investment there. We are emotionally invested in the American institution. We are financially invested. All of our resources, how we feed our children, how we put a roof over their heads, it's all connected. So of course you don't want to give that up because it's what you need to feel comfortable. But don't deny that the relationship is abusive. And don't deny that if you really truly want to be free, sometimes you got to let go a lot of, you got to let go of a lot of things. And we're privileged, you know, as black people in America, we have a lot of privileges. I'll talk about that in another episode. But yeah, we we have the privilege of saying, yeah, I want to own some property or I can put down a deposit or 
we have certain little things that it that our abuser has given us. But don't forget, every once in a while you're gonna get smacked around. Every once in a while you'll find yourself shot in the back. You'll find yourself rolled up into a carpet. You'll find yourself disappearing as many young black and brown indigenous people go missing. It's an abusive relationship. So when you decide that you're ready to walk away from that, that you're ready to give up some of those things that we consider freedoms, then change will come, but not before. And I know it's hard. It's hard to reach that because you think, well, you know, I want peace. I want to feel okay in my body. I want to feel okay in my heart and in my mind. It's warfare. It starts in the mind. Abusive relationships often, they don't start physical. They start in your mind. That person constantly talking down to you, talking crazy, making you feel worthless. Microaggressions. Then they start pulling your hair. You know, slapping you with a sentence that is unjust. That's that's the hair pulling. You know, when a black person versus a white person gets sentenced double for the same stupid ass crime. Maybe it's something dumb. Maybe it's like weed, you know, or something, something that's nonviolent. That's a, that's somebody pulling your hair. That's your abusive partner pulling your hair. Then let's say, let's go up to um, maybe housing loans. You want to go, you want to buy a property. As soon as your black ass walks into the bank, you're already at a disadvantage. Your abusive partner has just gone from pulling your hair to slapping you upside your head and telling you, <laughs> what are you thinking? You think I'm going to loan you money? You're not fiscally responsible. It's abuse. And until we're ready to know that, until we're ready to accept that our relationship with America is one of abuse and that we have the right and the power to say no more, it'll be a cycle. And that's why I say stay mad. Don't let your anger dissipate. Stay mad. Because it will drive you in the direction of change. Whatever you want to do, whatever, however you can align with other people and build a team and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. These are the actionable steps that we're going to take. That's how you become free. But you rarely, rarely, rarely walk away from a relationship when you feel complacent, when you feel peaceful. You very rarely make that decision. It always takes an emotional upheaval. And for us right now in America, it is a physical, emotional, spiritual upheaval. And if we don't act in that, in that vein and in that moment, we will find ourselves in this position again and again, as we have throughout history. Don't be so forgiving. Don't be so kind. Call people out when they're wrong. You wouldn't say to somebody's ex-husband who knocked them upside the head or whose wife knocked them upside the head, 
forgive them. You know, they didn't know anybody. No, you would say, you know, pack up your shit. Let's go. We're not taking this anymore. Or fight back. You're going to say something to that effect. And this is how we need to approach our relationship with our abuser, the United States of America. These are very strong words. Some of you are not going to like it. Pero no me importa. I don't care because it's the truth. So let's talk about it. Talk about it amongst your friends. What does that look like for you? How can you find the balance of taking care of your well-being, taking care of those around you, but also saying we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to sit here and be complacent. We're not going to keep saying, well, you know, if we just if we just be peaceful. Peace doesn't come without confrontation. Thank you, Miss Hill. It doesn't. And it's uncomfortable. It's not nice. It doesn't feel good, as I said before. But we have to make a choice. We can be comfortable right now in the moment and just wait for the next wave of violence, the next wave of abuse. Or we can say no more. The choice is yours. Thank you guys for listening. I feel like I'm Radio Rahim out here right now. <laughs> a fictional but very real character. Um, stay fresh. Stay fly. And stay focused.